And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Izzy the Gent of everything but the everything. <laughs> Let me let me start out here real quick, Izzy. Um, I myself am a metalhead and pop punk fan. So when I heard this at first, I was a little skeptical, and then immediately after, I'm dancing around with it stuck in my head. <laughs> I love it. It's not what I listen to usually, but I love this song, "Blue Sun." <laughs> Rather, so. Uh, what genre would you call this yourself? They they told me indie rock, but you know everybody always has their own thing that whether uh, it's what it's promoted as or not. What do you consider your music as? Uh, I I I think it's a mix of a couple of things. Um, I would say it's uh, a little bit punk rock, a little bit um. Uh, rock and roll, a little bit indie rock, but Blue Sun, the the chorus to me is um, it, it's kind of garagey punk, and the the verses are a little more on the indie rock. And I believe the reason it has that feel is because uh, I wrote the the choruses, and I'm not a very like uh, sharp guitar player. I'm pretty choppy, and they're a little bit choppy like that. And then the verses are so beautiful. Uh, my friend who is a, a a talented guitar player, he wrote that. And the combination of the those two kind of styles, I think, is what makes the track unique. Uh, with the addition of Olivia coming on and just completely uh, slaying the song. Yeah, she's a she's a very good singer, and uh, you know I say that about a lot of the people I have on. But you know uh, the thing is, <laughs> I don't have people on that don't sound good, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds that was going on, man. Right on, man. Uh, yeah, and like you, I, uh, I, 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 I love metal. You know, uh, I grew up with Sepultura, Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera. I went to go see them with, with White Zombie. Uh, I made the huge mistake of wearing these blue etnies, and uh, after being, you know, pushed to the front, doing a little moshing and getting thrown over the fence, uh, when I left the concert, my blue etnies, baby blue, were black from everybody stepping on them. It was a, it was a good show. <laughs> Oh man, I wore a uh, a gray shirt to a Guar concert one time. I don't <laughs> know who they are. Oh yeah, but I left completely red. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some bands that uh, that I I've heard over the years and I've seen the pictures, but when I actually heard them, I was a little surprised. And Guar was one of them because I I had seen the pictures before I actually heard the music, and when I heard the music finally, I was like I'm like oh this is punk rock. This, this I thought it was going to be more like. I don't know, like Cannibal Corpse or something, but it was no. It's like I, it, it's catchy punk rock, you know, with a, an, an edge, of course. But uh, I was like, oh man, I could just now these shows like make that much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But um, so I know a little bit about you. The people listening at this point 
know a little bit about Blue Sun, but I usually ask it first for a quick description of yourself. But uh, I just wanted to get into that song first. But um, so, who are you, Izzy? Um, I, I would say I'm a. I hate to use the term lifelong musician, but you know, I started playing when I was 14, and uh, I've always liked being in a band and playing music. Uh, I actually recall when I was in eighth grade, our our teacher said, uh, "You know, I want you to write a letter to your future self. I'll try to mail it to you guys in 10 years." And I remember writing, like, I, I want to be in a band. I want to be sponsored by Ernie Ball Strings. And none of that happened. I dropped out of the band scene for a while. But, uh, but uh, I, yeah, I just, I've always wanted to play music. And, and after all these different uh, episodes in my life of being in music, it's, it felt like it was just right to, to start my own project and really take the reins of, of writing and producing and putting together music that, that I hear as opposed to casting a vote. So what finally pushed you into pursuing it? Uh, I would probably say um, old age. Maybe as, as I become older, I become crankier. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. Ah, that's stupid. Uh, but yeah, I kind of with the last couple of bands I was in, I just felt like we were always at odds with the structure, with, with uh, the next steps for the band. And and I, I, towards the end, I was like, I'm like, I just want to do this on my own. I'm tired of like, you know, casting a vote and feeling like, oh, it's not going my way. And, and um, not so much out of selfishness, but I, I think just out of, um, I've tried that. This is the end of that road. And let's start a new road and let's see where that goes. You needed the creative freedom. I, I believe so. Yeah. The, I, I mean, uh, I, I feel like I've been pretty blessed and, uh, most of the projects I've been involved with, they, all the people that wrote the songs, like I was always a hundred percent behind. It was like, it, they could do no wrong in my, in my eyes. Whenever I would hear what, what they would create, I was like, Oh, well, this is amazing. Like, like, of course I want to be a part of this, but towards the end uh, with the projects that I was in, you know, at that time, um, I just didn't feel like the, we were on the same page. And I guess that's the, the creative freedom that you, that you speak of, you know? Right. It's, uh, you know, it's, I've been lucky enough to know people in bands and know bands that get along very well, but, you know, it's always, you know, you're shoving at least three, four, maybe more sometimes people. And, uh, I was talking about this on the last episode, you know, a band is almost a person itself. It's got its own personality. It's got its own needs, wants, but when you dissect it, it's multiple people with all of that themselves. So sometimes the personalities of the individuals don't always connect with the personality of the band itself, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and, um, and, you know, people grow, people change. And that's something that I didn't understand. Um, kind of earlier on, I would ask my friend, I'm like, why is it that these bands that are, kind of on the local scene, on the verge of breaking. And then, you know, we all think they're going to be the next big band. And then all of a sudden they break up. Like, I didn't really understand that after like, you know, you put in eight years, six years, however long. And now I, I understand that, that, you know, um, people change. There's not even so much jealousies or whatever within the band where someone may think so-and-so is getting more attention, but just uh, maybe this person's heart isn't, into it as much as everybody else and they they have new um new interests in their lives that that 
pull them out of the band. And next thing you know, the, the band just doesn't gel the same without that particular individual. And, and then, you know, it's the, the death of another band. And, and that's just life. You know, I've been, I'm, I'm 26. Uh, so I'm just now coming to terms with that lesson of people changing. Yeah. Uh, cause I was homeschooled. So all my friends I've had, I've had since I was 13 <laughs> and, uh, you know, 13 years. And then I've this past year, you know, me and a few have gone different ways and that's just life. But at first it was difficult to grasp that because I'd never really been in that position before. Yeah. Uh, I, most of us, we, we want to believe that we're going to be with the, the people that are in our yeah. circle, you know, in, indefinitely, but aside from people moving away and, or, you know, tragedies of life, Sometimes you just grow apart from from somebody. The, your interests change, their interests change, and next thing you know, um, you don't really communicate on the same level as as you do, which makes you appreciate those friends that you you always communicate. You know, always kind of seem to be on the same vibe, no matter what. You know, it's like uh, you know. I don't mean to talk about myself so much, but I used to have a host to this show, and uh, we're you know I love them to death, but. You know, uh, he wanted to work for a church and I wanted to have uh, whatever band I wanted on on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, um, you know, it was yeah. there was a divide and we're, you know, I'm still, you know, cool with them. But like, whatever, you know, totally, totally. Like people grow, people change and uh, people want different things. The to me, the most comparable um, situation of that was the, the band that I played with, with it was called The Frail. Like uh, I think I love being in this band more than the the singer whose band it was, and uh, I I thought I was going to be in that band forever. I, I loved being in it. Um, I loved telling people I was in the band, playing shows like the whole nine. And uh, yeah, towards the end we we kind of just drifted apart, and, and and there was a period where we didn't talk, and and it was really nice to to reconnect with them, you know, and just be like, hey man, like uh like I I, I still love you. Like I'm really glad uh. And we're still friends and we're, we're still talking because um uh yeah just uh our, even though our lives went two different ways and it's it's just uh it's all love at the end and i'm glad we're, we're still uh we're still good friends you know you know you mentioned uh the band being the singers band it's it's weird in this day and age you always kind of think of it like that because of front men and how we're used to seeing the singer kind of take charge and, yeah. uh, but you know, there's a couple bands that, uh, I've talked with where like the drummer is the leader. Yeah. It's, like, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I guess it's really who, um, who takes the lead, you know? Um, and we're so accustomed to as the singer is kind of that person making all the executive decisions, if you will. But, but yeah, and in more cases than, than not, um, actually I find that the drummer is usually the most talented person in the band. Uh, even though the, the, the ongoing joke is, uh, what do you call a, a guy that hangs around musicians? It's it's the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a buddy of mine that, uh, he's a drummer and he always says that he loves having the best seat in the house right behind or right between the bassist and the guitarist. Oh yeah. yeah that's <laughs> for sure. But, um, so I'm sorry. I was thinking about the the band leading thing again. So, um, when did you 
or you decided, you know, that you needed this creative freedom. Uh, what are you planning on doing with it? Is it all um, like, are you going, I've seen some people take their own lead with this and just drop singles that sound nothing exactly alike or drop uh, singles that are kind of in the same vein of music as the rest. Uh, is there an album coming? Uh questions like that <laughs> yeah yeah uh some of some of it is um kind of dictated by the singer because uh i i like to move around to different singers uh i quickly found out that um which makes like a it's a no-brainer like when you bring on so-and-so they have a certain energy about them and they take the song in a in a certain direction and so-and-so takes a like for example tobias who i've recorded the most songs with him and Every song that we've done together, they all seem to go a certain way. And I, with working with Sophia, um, that was when I was like, okay, as much as I want to keep working with Tobias, I, if I want to broaden the sound and broaden the, the possible people that it might reach, I need to, to keep changing it up. And that's why I want to keep changing the singers. But I do, I have these, um, these ideas that I kind of, that swirl around in my head of, uh, maybe doing um, like a small EP with just one singer, like maybe like a, a two song release or four song release with just that singer um, as opposed and, and in addition to continuing to, to roll out these singles. But uh, I, I don't anticipate doing more than an EP because uh, it, after four songs, I think it just starts to get expensive. Um, and then the, the songs kind of get lost in the wash when you have like 10 songs Um the the focus begins to um you begin to lose focus as a listener i guess and if we just kind of do the slow drip um i my hope is that that is we're able to draw more attention to the project that way than you know an album a year where there's just that gap you know because pe people have a small attention span i have no attention span so i can totally relate to to i i just i need i need constant uh yeah <laughs> any but constant releases that's uh it's actually you know it's kind of a cool thing we we live in a time where you know i mean in the course of humanity we haven't really had much time at all with music releases you know and albums and stuff just since vinyl was around but you know now in the grand scheme of music as it's existed, we're in this time where you can do that. You can release EPs uh, and just do that as opposed to having to have a whole CD or uh, tape or whatever in the past. In the, even because of the, the, the cost to reproduce some of these things like, like a CD or a tape or even an, even vinyl, it, all of it has been has shrunken significantly. So even if you wanted to re release, um, you know, a, a, a run of ten vinyls, you can. I, someone just introduced a thing called like it's a lather cut, leather cut. Uh, it's it's kind of vinyl cut to order, so you don't have to do a five hundred run. You could say I want I want three, I want six, and just do these like kind of limited um, pressings. So you're not stuck with or overcommitted to a huge, you know, bulk load. And my, my friend was telling me that he thinks it's great to to kind of make sure you have something at all your shows. Give give the people that want to buy something, you know, uh, something to buy and 
And again, like low commitment, price is a little higher, but you know, at least you have something that you can kind of keep moving and releasing. And uh, like, you know, kind of another point that I was thinking about is just in the world we are in with streaming, oh, you yeah, know, that's... you don't even have to release any of that if you don't want to. People yeah, can mean... just have you on your computer, phone, whatever, and it's easier that way to uh, the delivery method is so much easier for people that want to just release a couple EPs a year instead of one big or a couple singles a year, an EP or two instead of one big full out album. Yeah. The, um, the versatility that a digital release gives you is, um, is this, it's so good. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't have have the production costs of getting something copied and mastered like for, duplication purposes you can just go right from your computer or from the session upload it to cd baby and your record's out i mean that's it there's no you're avoiding all these other steps i i'm all about it i, I really enjoy it now cd baby i've never heard of that before what is that it's a um, it's a, a distributing service that uh so if, yeah if, you, if you're if you're putting out music you go to cd baby and and um you know you type in your art, your, your name, they give you a, a code, like a, what is it, like a, an ID code. So whenever you're, anybody listens to your music, it gets tracked. They put it on all the websites, um, you know, Apple Music, Spotify. And oh. so that, that's kind of like your, your middleman that otherwise a label or, or someone else would do. Now you can go right to that. You don't have to deal with all these other, you know, things that were kind of a mystery before. It's like, how do I get my my music on Spotify? CD baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if if uh it's very much like the music version of Anchor for podcasters. Um it does the same thing that that does uh and I know a lot of podcasters including myself that wouldn't have even been into the business at all if it wasn't for that website being able to distribute it to all the places at once. I, I I don't know much about uh, outside of music with technology. I'm um, it's amazing I can even log into my own email account sometimes. But uh, uh, it, Twitch is kind of the same thing, though, isn't it? Like, um, but for video, I I don't really know how this. Well, Twitch is more like its own kind of YouTube. Oh, okay. It's uh primarily it was designed for video games and streaming video game stuff. Like most of the most you. A lot of people are using it for different things, and there's actually a lot of, uh, I don't want to say bad blood, but the internet is not having it right now. A bunch of people not playing games, using it for other purposes. Okay. Yeah, I, I see what Sorry. you're saying. You can't tell I'm a bit of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's kind of, you know, our our show is... It's about uh, a mix between music, nerdy stuff, and mental health. So anytime somebody brings up something nerdy, I gotta, I gotta sound straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thank you, sir. It's a uh, the community appreciates it. <laughs> but um, you know, without these, I love that we have these distribution websites for whatever you're doing now because it it just makes like. With me, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're not so uh, 
up to date on technology as far as computers and stuff. Me, I, I, I'm a trained monkey with this podcast. My old co-host <laughs> told me exactly what buttons to push in what order, and I do it. <laughs> that's that's the kind of a uh, that's what I would need if I whenever I'm in anything regarding computers and technology. I'm like, look, just just tell me what to push. If I push that, if I don't push that in the right sequence. I'm going to call you just just be aware because I'm going to freak out, panic or, you know, look it up on YouTube and see how to how to correct it. Like I got a I got a uh, little online or not online, but uh, built into my computer soundboard and it's all set exactly as I needed to be set. If it were to reset, I would be in a class five emergency. (laughs) calling all my friends up as quick as I could because I could not podcast if it were to decide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's my thing with technology, man. It's a, uh, I, I was actually, before I, I started going to the studio and recording with the, the guy that I record with now, his name is Rex. Um, I was trying to do it on my own um, with, you know, these computer programs. I had this program called Fruit Loops. And there was a point when I realized I was watching more tutorial videos of how to work on Fruit Loops than I was actually, you know, trying to create music. And that's when I was like, okay, I, I, I got to get off this. This is, this is not what I want to do. Uh, you know, that's me. Anytime I have to do out of anything out of the normal on uh, <laughs> Adobe Premiere, I'm spending more time YouTube and what to do. I had to blur out somebody's face at one point because a uh, friend joined in and then the other, the guest went off the wall <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I work for the state, man. I need my face bl- and name taken out. And I spent <laughs> two, three hours Googling it and it took me five minutes to do it. You, you couldn't just tell him to put some tape over his camera. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a, a quick He's already recorded it. We didn't oh. expect it to go as crazy as it had gone. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> But it was okay. such a funny episode. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm releasing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've never laughed harder on a recording. <laughs> but so back to the music. Um, Blue Sun just came out. Uh, you're wanting to wait a little bit, I hear, until releasing something else. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. The Kind of like that slow drip that I mentioned earlier. Uh, right. My idea was two months like the the lifespan of a song i think should be about two months you release it there's maybe like hopefully three to four weeks of of genuine interest people are hopefully it's gaining some sort of traction then after that it should probably start to wane if it doesn't um gain any real traction and then we we hit them again with another song and kind of just keep that going to to just keep the name out there and, and just um continue to hopefully put out you know quality music that that will generate genuine interest you know right and that way you know it's uh like you said quality over quantity yeah and and if 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 the song isn't ready like then the song's not ready that you know there's no that's kind of the the fun thing about this project that there's there's no real band there's no shows that are coming up there's no real uh sense of urgency to to get stuff done like this has to be done by this deadline it's just you know whenever i I think a song is ready like we'll 
we'll, we'll put it out. We, we do set soft, um, you know, target dates. But uh, yeah, if, if something isn't ready, if it doesn't feel right, um, then, then we'll just wait and we'll, you know, till it, till it does feel right, then we'll release the thing. And, uh, you know, you had mentioned, you know, you don't play shows. Um, that would be a difficult thing to do with having a different singer every song, wouldn't it? It, it would. I, we, we've been discussing it with some of the singers because they're like, hey, so what's up with the show? Are we going we gonna to try to put something together? And, and I really didn't give them much thought before because um, my whole idea was I, I don't want to try to put, uh, to put together a show if, they're, if no one's going to show up. So I would want to like, have some real um, traction with these songs online at least so that when you promote the band, there's, there'll be some interest as far as like, Wait, let's go check out this band. But uh, I, I was thinking we could probably put the singers in blocks, like because uh, now it's starting to be you know um, Tobias has like four songs, Sophia has two. Uh, with Danny, I can probably bring up an, a song from uh, an old band. We could do so pretty much do like segments where the singer would come on, sing two songs, singer maybe three songs, get off, bring out the new singer, and and kind of go about it that way. And maybe one singer can sing a song for a singer that can't make it and then we'll just expand it you know the set that way yeah once you get too many singers in though i guess just go the gorillas route get a 3d band <laughs> i don't know I, I, yeah I, I i don't know i don't know about that but i have to do something it's gonna, it's gonna have to be something unique i i had a i have a friend who uh i've already mentioned him before the drummer friend he has his a band and I've mentioned, you know, they wanted to do that route that you're taking of different singers, but they love playing live so much that they didn't want to not be able to play a show because the singer couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where the, you would have to have a singer that, that can kind of take over that particular song, you know, the chores of the, whoever singer couldn't make it. Um, so but you know, when there's a will, there's a way. I, I don't, I don't see it as as being that a uh, that hard to pull off. I don't know. I think, I think with him, he just wants to have a set singer. But I do like, I really do like the idea of what you're doing with a different singer, and uh, you know, because I've heard bands do that before, um, not quite to the extent of every other release being a different one or so. But um, it just it it keeps things interesting, especially if you've got the same core behind the singers. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, um, the I, I feel very lucky. the The drummer who's come in, he's uh, I mean, he's an amazing drummer. I, I, they they say that the the recipe to having a good band is uh is you have to have a good drummer because a a good drummer can take an average sounding band. And make him sound great, you know. And uh, this this guy's amazing. He plays with this band called Spirit Mother. And when he, I, I send him one song, and I was like, "Would you play over this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah I got it." And then I was like, "Hey, well, if you played one, how about two, three, four songs?" And he's like, "Send them all." And right then, I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "And uh, yeah." So and then he's he's played on this this last one. He recorded another one and. I was just like, hey man, I, I'm just gonna keep sending these songs to you until you tell me you don't want to. And he's like, keep sending them. So I'm just like, yeah, having him on board makes me feel uh, gives me a definitely a certain level of confidence. My um my friend Andrew, he does all the synth stuff. He 
having him on, you know, taking time out of his schedule to contribute again gives me just more confidence that the music should uh should hopefully just keep getting better, you know, with with these professional musicians who are really about what they do, contributing. It's always good to have talented friends around in it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh that's <laughs> I I I would be uh I'd be spinning my wheels if, if it wasn't for the, the people around me. They they really uh I think they they put my my idea on the fast track cuz like I said uh, before before I, I started working with them, I mean, I was just watching YouTube videos on how to f- work fruit loops getting absolutely nowhere. So, very very thankful for them. Right. It's um, you know, with with any kind of uh content creation, whether it be YouTube videos, podcasts, music, it always helps to have a good team. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I love about that's what I love about my show is even though I run it by myself, I've got, you know, there's ten people that I can call on to help me out when I need it. And especially musicians like our theme song and the intro or outro music, uh, all done by friends of mine. And, uh, you know, it's the people I have on, you know, all almost always, you can tell they've got a great team behind them. And, uh, we don't really often talk about the teams, but I want to say like, heck yeah. You know, if, any bands that we've had on the show, check out like behind the scenes too, because not just the singer is the band. Like we were saying earlier about frontman. Yeah, yeah. The one uh, of the recent documentaries I've seen, the music documentaries, was uh, this band talking about how they went from one studio to another, and how at the studio that they went to, like that the. The first thing they noticed was the team there, you know, the staff, the the engineers, how they they really elevated their sound. It was just from going from one studio and went they were they weren't necessarily trashed the other studio. They were just like there was something really special about this place and the people that worked there that you know elevated our sound and we felt it and everybody knew it. And yeah, I think when, you know, a great restaurant, I mean, certain you just know when you're around a good team and um and I'm definitely very, very happy to to be around people that that are on board and, and, and helping me out. I'm glad you got that, man. Um, but we are running into near the end of our time. So I have to ask, is there anything else uh, that's swimming around in your mind that you wanted to talk about today or any last words? Uh, I just want to mention the, the new song with the, uh, with Tobias Hawkins. That's going to be, it's going to be out soon. It's called denials. We, we set the date as Feb, excuse me, July 23rd to to be the release of this next single it's uh it's it's pretty dark and and it it goes down the some 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 dark road kind of like the peshmo thing i'm i'm very excited about it and uh i i just wanted to thank olivia once again for for her work on on blue sun and and i wanted to thank you for for having me here man i i saw the last interview that you did with uh i i don't remember his name but um uh yeah i've been watching these now just kind of getting more into the podcast just trying to see see what's out there you know with uh the way you guys can go about your business and um, i'm into it man it's it's very very good thank you thanks i think the last one we had was the tattoo guy mike maybe i don't know the i I saw it from it it was a it was a gentleman who uh peter duff 
yeah, that's it right there. Peter Duff. Yeah. That was a good one. He's a good guy. And, uh, you know, welcome to the, uh, family of great people that I've had on the show, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. And this has been the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Izzy the Gent of Everything But the Everything.